In the world of travel, things are constantly changing. There's always something to learn about the places we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations, a podcast designed for students of travel. What is up? This is your host, Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, a podcast designed for students of travel. Whether you are catching the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, one of the other streaming platforms, or the Destinations Beyond Expectations website, dbetravel.com, thank you for tuning in. I want to give a special shout out to everybody who has reviewed Destinations Beyond Expectations on Apple Podcasts, and I'm going to read the most recent review. It comes from M. Shmem, who kept it simple and wrote along her five-star review, Love the podcast. I certainly appreciate it, M. Shmem, and thank you to everyone who is reviewing this podcast. You are helping DBE reach more students of travel. And the last thing before I get into this week's interview, are you new to the podcast world or maybe the idea of starting a podcast has crossed your mind, but you don't know where to start? In this week's show notes, I'm including a link to help you get started on Buzzsprout, which I truly believe is the best place to launch a podcast. So go check out that link. And if you have any questions about starting a new podcast, shoot an email to dbetravel1 at gmail.com, and I will be happy to share my knowledge. My guest this week is somebody who had an awesome job, but it held her back from traveling to the degree that she wanted. So she started her own business and now proudly lives the life of a digital nomad. Yes, that is the story of world traveler Lisa Kanto. As long as she has her computer and Wi-Fi, she can run her website, lisakanto.com, where she works as a life coach. Here's my interview with Lisa, where we learn more about her story and why she chose to be, in her words, a digital nomad. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you spending some time to chat about travel. Of course. I love chatting about travel. So... What got you into travel? When did you when did your love for travel start? So I remember as a very little girl, uh, my mom and dad used to take me to Disney World every year. And I remember having one of those little books for autographs. And I used to wait for every, um, you know, Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse, everyone I wanted to get their signature. So it quickly became a favorite thing every year to go on vacation. Eventually, we started taking cruises every year, and I got into the sun bum life. And it's just once you get a taste of it, you can't stop. <laughs> right. And so you went through going on these vacations with your family um, to actually, you said Disney World, which I'm actually based in Orlando. That's funny. Um, so I guess after that, did you go to college? And, and what was your steps after that? Did you stick with travel? So I became a registered nurse, um, and that afforded me the luxury of having a great job. I could work anywhere and always really just have a consistent job. 
And so um, made good money and it was like I had to travel every year. Like it was a priority that I made. Um, so we, me and my fiance would travel and we would go to Thailand and Vietnam and Australia and um, where else we go? South Africa is one of my favorite. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I read that you you actually went to over 20 different countries. Yes, I do have a list because I think it's super fun. And sometimes you travel so much and they all become a blur. So I like to write them down and write a little blurb about kind of where we went and what we did. And just to refresh my mind every once in a while. So uh, being a nurse, you, you got time off and you had the finances to do all these great trips. Um did you feel, were you, were you satisfied? Like, were you able to get out and travel enough or did you want to, I guess, go a different direction with your travels? So I, of course, I always wanted to travel more. Um, but so what I eventually realized, what I know now is I was very unfulfilled in my nursing career and I was kind of using vacations as an escape of my reality of my job that I didn't like. So I would plan these vacations and that's kind of, I would obsess over it. Like, okay, where are we going next? Where are we going next? And it was almost like an escape. Um, So now to come to find out, that's what I was doing. Um, Of course, I still love the travel, but at the end of it, you know, you're just dreading going back to work and vacations over. Why can't my whole life feel like a vacation all the time? That's what I really wanted. Do you think a lot of people are stuck in that rut that they're in a job that they have to go to, you know, they get vacation time, but then they have to come back from vacation time. Do you think there's an opportunity for more people to essentially, you know, live their life a little more free? Yes, 100%. So I truly believe that we're not when we're doing something we love, we're not actually working. Um, So if one of your main passions is traveling, then you can incorporate that into what you want for your job. Maybe you want X amount of weeks off uh, for vacation, or maybe you want to live a digital nomad life. Like that's something you, that's a priority for you is traveling and vacation. So you can incorporate that into your life if that's what you want to do. So would you actually yourself consider yourself to be like a living that digital nomad life? Yes, now I am. Um, I am a life coach now um, after changing my mindset and uncovering a lot of beliefs that I held. I changed my thoughts and feelings and really I've designed my life how I want to live it. So I can work from anywhere. I have my computer and internet. That's all I need to be happy and I just I really love what I do and so now when I travel it's not as like I'm running away from my job my family anything it's just I'm truly fully fulfilled in what I do that's awesome now I do have to ask was that transition a little difficult to go into like from a working you know a a good job as a nurse to living what you call a digital nomadic lifestyle was that a hard transition or did it come pretty easy talk to me a little bit about that transitional period the yeah you know it was difficult because so i quit my nursing job to work in my business and of course when i when you start a business you don't have income 
Um, so that was a struggle of not being able to travel for a little while. Um, but then COVID hit. So this was pretty recent. So this was early this year. Oh. Um, and then and then everyone was forced to stay put. Um, so it was kind of almost funny how that happened of like, okay, you can't travel. Oh, but nope, no one can now. Um, so it did work out in my favor that way. Very cool. Was it hard? I guess what is it? That's a leap, right? It takes a leap to be able to be a nurse and then do something totally different. And it's uh, probably, have you thought about making that jump for a while? Or was it just one day you woke up and you were like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. So I knew that I wanted to get out of nursing for many years and I didn't know what I could do. So I got some help. I hired my own life coach to figure out what I wanted to do. And then I started coaching people on the side and kind of dipping my toes into it. Um, but yeah, it was like everyone tells you to go get a steady job, go, you know, get your pension, your 401k, you got to have money to retire. And right. So it was different to start a business and be all willy nilly of, okay, I'm quitting my good salary and going to something so uncertain, especially during this time period. Um, so, but I knew that that's what I was passionate about and what I really loved. So it was easier than expected just because I'm so focused in on helping people and it's, I really, really love it. So let me ask, you start this business and uh, then COVID hits not long after, right? Um, what's your whole thoughts on travel? Do you think travel is going to bounce back? How do you feel about that? I think absolutely travel will bounce back. I think uh, a lot of people are still traveling right now, um, despite everything. I, we, you know, it's funny is the day the, the country shut down was the day we got back from Hawaii. Uh, so <laughs> it was such a funny transition to be like, nope, you're, you're home now. <laughs> was it weird um, being like in the airport at that time? Like, could you sense a, just a sense of weirdness? Uh, Yes, it was so eerie. There was nobody in the airport. Um, I remember sitting there and we had the whole rows, several rows to ourselves. And it was very eerie. Yeah. And we're like, something big is about to happen right now. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I actually was on a, in the airport getting on a flight to Chicago the day that they announced that Disney closed. And so, like, I saw people getting off of their planes, checking their phones and their Disney gear, learning that in just a couple days, Disney was going to shut down. It was just very, very bizarre, like very surreal to see. Yeah, I can imagine, especially because you're in um, Disney World there. All the little kids must have been so sad. Yeah. So I I like to ask uh, my guests on the show, you know, we on this podcast, we consider ourselves students of travel. Uh, we feel like, you know, we've learned a lot through our travel experiences. So I want to ask, do you consider yourself a student of travel? And if so, what are some things that you've learned? Yeah. So I definitely a student of travel. Um, the first thing that pops into my head is a trip to Vietnam. We went hiking in the Hmong Valley and it's, very, very surreal to see how these people live. And 
you know, one of the biggest takeaways was to be, to feel very fortunate for what I have and to see how actually very happy they are living the way they do. You know, they have great family and they, they have the food that they need because they grow it. And they're actually just very content and happy. We had conversations with them via a translator and um, all of them said that, yeah, they, you know, they liked living that way. Um, so it's just a good reminder of, you know, it, what you have, it, you know, you could be living another way and just to be super grateful and content because, it, you know, you have shelter, you have food, you have clothes on your back. So it's a great reminder of that. Yeah, I know there's um, there's definitely been some studies done that show that, you know, they're really not in all cases. There's not a direct correlation between money and happiness. Some of the countries that, you know, they don't have the finances that, you know, a lot of the first world, quote unquote, first world countries do. Um, they're actually some of the happiest nations and some of the happiest people. So and I've got to experience a little bit of that firsthand, too, in my travels. Um, is there anything else you've learned, I guess, along the way? Another thing that came to mind is in Cambodia, I taught English to um, a bunch of kids. And the teacher left, they said, we were there for four days. And the teacher said, um, do you guys mind watching the class tomorrow? I would like to go to a wedding. And we're like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so we had this whole class of kids, you know, we're, we're teaching them you know, what a lorry is, what a car is, and bicycle, these, you know, phrases. And it was just, these kids are so happy again. And they they chase you around. And they, when we went to leave that day, all of them had written us a love note um, saying, we love you, teacher. And um, that was just a wonderful moment to share the knowledge that we have with these children. Yeah, that's very cool. Very cool story. Um, so I want to ask you a little bit about, I guess, when it comes to travel, the the past, the present, and the future. And I'll start in the past. What is a place that you visited that you want to go back and see more of that you didn't get enough uh, time to see and really check out? Ooh, can I say all of them? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... You know, I'd really love to go back to the wineries in South Africa, um, Stellenbosch, and I forget what the other one is, but there's um, a bunch around there. Love to spend more time there. And um, Paris, we're only in Paris for the weekend, so did not get to see all of that. Um, and would love to go back to Cambodia as well. Just love the kids and the people there. It's a special country. What about the South African like wineries and I guess the country of South Africa? What about it was so intriguing to you? Mm, the it's so beautiful. For my birthday one year, I rode um, horses through the winery and just the landscape, and it's just so magnificent um, how nature has created this place. Um, and everyone was very very kind in South Africa and. Um, also very cheap for the dollar. Mm -hmm. uh, so we we lived and ate like kings for uh, a very small amount. Uh, so that's always a plus. 
Definitely. And did you at least get to check out the Eiffel Tower in Paris? Yes, but it was closing and we couldn't go up to the top. And that's what I really wanted to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, you definitely have to go back. It's it's yeah, awesome. have to go back. Um, so in the present, obviously right now we can't travel. Um, is there anything you're doing? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you like researching your next trip? What are you doing to cope with the fact that right now we can't really travel? So I'm getting out where I can. Um, I've been camping a lot and going to different campgrounds and being in nature and just surrounding myself in the open air and still getting out and seeing places. Um, being very careful, you know, dining out and being cautious with distance. Um, but definitely still taking little day trips and seeing um, local things, which is great. Um, I'm planning, depending upon what happens, I'd love to spend the winter months in maybe Bali or Thailand or Costa Rica. Those are my winter plans. Let's pray. <laughs> Fingers crossed for sure. Um have you always been into like state parks and national parks? Cause I think you nailed it. I mean, this is a great time for people to go check out local parks and national parks that aren't too far from them. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget that, you know, we live in a beautiful country. Um, and there's, there's so many great parks and, you know, recreational things to do here, um, outdoors and really being outdoors is one of my, just favorite things to do. It really is healing and gives me great energy. Um, so definitely recommend uh, people getting out and get outside. Yeah, definitely. So you've touched a little bit on your winter plans, fingers crossed it all works out. Uh, talking about the future, is there anything else on your radar? What are you looking to, where are you looking to visit in the future? Where, ooh, such a good question. I want to go to other countries in Africa. Uh, I'd like to go to Greece. I'd like to definitely explore more of Thailand. I really love Thailand. Um, Bali, I've never been to Bali. That's definitely on the list. Um, was supposed to go this December to Argentina for the eclipse, but that's not happening. So that's going to be pushed. I want to do that. Um, but really I'd love to, you know, it's a goal to go to every country. I know some people have done that and it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, def it's, it probably takes a lot of time and effort, but that's yeah. a, it's a cool goal. Very cool goal. Um, talk to me a little bit about your role as a life coach. Uh, what does that entail? How did, I, I guess I kind of know how you got into it, but do you want to elaborate maybe a little more on that? Sure. Um, so I help women really uncover what they really, really want in their soul. So a lot of people have a dream and we just automatically think that we can't get it. You know, it'd be nice to live in a million dollar house, but that's just, you know, it's just nice. That could never be my life. And I'm here to say and help you uncover these limiting beliefs that you can have the million dollar house, you can be a digital nomad, you can do whatever. If you imagine it in your mind, you can have it. And there's ways to get there because if someone else has done it, there's no reason why you can't do it as well. So I'm here to help people set goals and take action 
and really uncover these fears and self-doubt that hold people back and clear them and set you up with a positive mindset um, just so you know you can feel like your life is a forever vacation very cool and and because you're you know, you do this through your computer, right? You can have clients essentially anywhere. There's no limitation to where they can come from, right? Right. I have a client in Singapore. I've had a client in Ireland, um, all over the world. And it's all via Zoom um, Zoom sessions. And it's, it's great. It's a wonderful way to connect with the entire world. And do you have like a website or any social medias that people can go to? Yes, my website is lisaconto.com and Instagram, lisa.conto. And that's C-O-N-T-O. Very cool. Now, I want to ask because I, I typically ask this question to people who are in a certain profession but also love travel. Um, does being a life coach have an impact on your travel or vice versa? Has your travel experienced, uh, experiences had an impact on you being a life coach? I, yeah, I, I find myself wanting to connect more deeply with people now as being a coach. So I find when I travel, like meeting people, I ask these questions that maybe ordinary people wouldn't ask, you know, like, what are your dreams? What are your goals? Not talk about the weather and, you know, where you were born, something like that. Um, so more deep and meaningful conversations and definitely more um, more helping doing things, you know, like uh, teaching English. And uh, I also helped build um, a bathroom for a school. Uh, so, you know, giving back when I travel as well. What would you say to somebody who's maybe hesitant to travel, who's comfortable in their bubble and doesn't want to get out? What advice would you give to them? I would say if there's an inkling that you want to travel and you're just scared, question the fears and figure out what exactly you're scared of. Uh, but if you really have no desire to travel, then that's fine. Cool. Lisa had one last message she wanted to pass along before we called it a day. You know, travel as much as you can and, you know, enjoy, enjoy your life, create your life how you want to live and you know, if that's traveling all the time, whatever it is, but just really, really design your life the way you would just love to live. It's possible. Cool. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for hanging out and chatting about travel. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. A big DBE thank you to Lisa. Make sure to give her a follow on Instagram at lisa.conto. And go check out her website, lisaconto.com. Destinations Beyond Expectations has an Instagram and a website as well. After you follow Lisa on Instagram, go give me a follow at Destinations Beyond Expectations and visit the website, dbetravel.com, if you haven't done so yet. Thank you so much for listening, rating, reviewing, and spreading the word about this podcast. It makes me happy to know that many of you guys truly enjoy this show enough to tell people about it and engage on social media. I'm really enjoying being a part of the travel classroom with you guys. Well, that is all I've got this week. Remember to check out the show notes for that link to get started on Buzzsprout, and I will talk to you soon. 
Destinations Beyond Expectations is brought to you by Kaleidoscope Adventures. If you need help planning your next student group trip, Kaleidoscope Adventures is the name you need to know. Visit them at www.mykatrip.com or give them a call at 800-774-7337 when you're ready to plan your next school trip. Again, that's www.mykatrip.com or call them at 800-774-7337.